went home the next day, <clears throat> and then all day yesterday was in probably some of the worst, hello Emmy, pain uh, that I've had. Ended up going to the ER again last night, and um, yeah, I wasn't going to show up this morning because really didn't get much sleep, but uh, Casey and I were up a lot last night, and we were just praying and um, praying over me, and I was just laughing and, you know, speaking the word and speaking in tongues. And this morning when I woke up, I was just thinking, okay, what does a healed person do? They go to church, right? And that's not to put any condemnation on anybody who stays home if you're not feeling well. I believe, obviously, there's a lot of benefit to rest. There's a lot of benefit to doing the, the medical side of it all. But um, I just wanted to share that, not because, oh, look at me, I'm so amazing, but um, I am standing in faith, and I know I'm healed, and I'm here today as a step of faith, knowing that I am receiving the manifestation of my healing. So I encourage you all, if you have testimonies or whatever, like I said, get them to me. Amen. Here you go. Woo! Hey. Praise the Lord. Next up, Christine. Ladies and gentlemen, Christine Anderson. Good morning. I'm just up here to encourage every single one of you to come out Sunday morning at 9.30, to come out Wednesday night at 7. For the real world that's out there against us, we will set our alarms to go to the gym. We'll set our alarms so we get to work at 8 o'clock. Why can't we say, okay, church is at 9.30. Let's be here at 9.30. Your service will be 100 times better if you're in prayer before you go to church. Wednesday nights, I've talked to different people that say, oh, it's the middle of the week, or I'm tired, oh, this. Well, who cares if your dishes don't get done? Who cares if you eat a sandwich? Because I can guarantee you, you may not want to step through this door because you're too tired, but the minute you're due, the rest of the week will be God's week. You will feel so much better. It doesn't matter what your dishes look like. If we could do it for the world, why can't we do it for God? How much do I owe you for that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, I'll tell you what. Anybody else got a testimony or something? Glory to God. Come on up, Melanie. That's right. Melanie was done. Well, you guess that shoulder problems have to go in Jesus' name. No. We don't say that. No, no, no. I woke, uh, woke up this morning, I've been having this since May, I think, I don't know, it's been forever, but I wake up and my shoulders are just stiff. So this morning I said, I'm not going to come to church, and she says, come to church, you'll be better, and I said, okay, I'll be at church. Anyway, the real testimony is this, I looked at my tithing, and the tithing I did this past year was double what I get a month. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, where are you going? You just testified and you showed up. So now what we're going to do, we're going to pray for those shoulders. And there's going to be, and I listen, I'm believing for quick manifestation. I'm believing for quick manifestation. Amen. There's no reason for that to be in your physical body. Do you hear me? It cannot stay in Jesus' name. So I want you all to stretch your hands. Mark, come here. John, come here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lay your hands on her shoulders. Lay your, Mark, you lay your hand on her neck. Yep. And then Mark, uh, your name's John. Right there, that shoulder. 
So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare supernatural healing in this physical body. We, this isn't something we earn. This isn't something we deserve. But glory to God, it belongs to us because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. It is finished. Healing belongs to us. It's a part of our salvation package. So we just believe right now, these shoulders must line up with the Word of God. If they need to be uh, uh, uh a new shoulders put in there glory to god we believe in you god you're the one who created her physical body you're more than capable of of creating new shoulders if that's what she needs we declare the tendons the ligaments anything up there the muscles whole and healthy in jesus name and glory to god we're expecting a change in melody's physical body we're asking you now holy spirit quicken 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 her mortal body in jesus name and friends if you believe that say amen this morning so be it so be it yep let's yep yep lift those oh glory to god hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord all right um i just want to say um i've been praying recently about um that god will make me a billboard for him um when i go places um when i see people that I will represent him, but also that he will give me the words and the things to say. So a while ago, I was still in Oklahoma, and I kind of had a vision or a, something that God showed me. Let's put it that way. I was about the rapture, and uh, I was going up, and I got to meet him in the clouds, and then he said, look down. And so I looked down, and I could see people coming but i also could see everything going on on the earth you know and people not going up so you know i've always kind of um kept that in the back of my head but <clears throat> this morning when i woke up he showed me something else and he said do you think i'm just standing around up there and or sitting on the throne or anything like that what it was was <clears throat> you know the bible says that even Jesus doesn't know when he's going to come back. But take that in conjunction with what I just said. He's the word. He knows the word. The word says that we'll know the seasons. We'll know the times. And so obviously then he knows that. So he is. He said, I'm coming back really quick, real soon here. So we are to be billboards for him. And throw people the lifeline or the anchor whatever you want to call it because now's the time and we want to we are called to this perfect time right now for some reason he's called me right now to this time yeah i'm at the latter time those people that were before us i'm at the latter time but i will get the same reward if i do what he tells me to do and he's telling me to go out there and be the light. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. You know, it reminds me, and I know several of you probably have already heard this before, but it bears repeating because it ties in with what he's saying there. When I was at uh, Raymond, I, was, uh, I used to get up early in the morning and sit and pray. And one of the mornings as I was sitting there, and the Lord gave me a mini vision. And it was of the rapture of the church. And, and what I saw in my heart is all of a sudden, all of us were raptured. And we're all, we're all on our white, we're on white horses in the clouds. 
and we're just rejoicing and having an awesome time and and, and and then all of a sudden you know we start to turn our horses around and I look back and when I look back Jesus was kneeling at the edge of the cloud looking down and when I turned around there was a tear coming down his cheek from all those that were left behind so what does that mean to you and me are we so consumed with our own lives that we can't think of those who don't know Jesus Christ? Do you remember what it was like before him? Do you remember what it was like when you used to party or fight or carouse or do drugs, get drunk all the time? Do you remember those days? I'm not saying we, sit, we, we focus on that stuff, but we need to remind ourselves of what God's done for us and tell others that the same Jesus that did it for us will do it for them. Amen? Their answer isn't psychology. Their answer isn't found in a book. It's found in the book, the Word of God. Their answer is Jesus Christ. You know it because he's done it for you. Let's get bold. I said, let's get bold about our faith. We, <laughs> we get so intimidated sometimes, don't we? What if they reject me? They rejected Christ. But what if they don't? I said, what if they don't? Again, I'm reminded of a time when I was, it was in a minister's conference. Again, I've shared this before, but it bears repeating. Because a lot of people would never do this. And when we walked in, I was one of the first ones to walk in in this young, uh, well, they, not a waitress, what would they call that? Uh, hostess and she was like oh are you part of this party you know we've got a table set up for you and I said no we're, we're a part of a pastor's group coming in and anyway uh, they go and set it up and uh, I started to talk and, and just fellowship with her just not anything spiritual at that time just laughing with her cutting up with her and we got to the table she helped bring the waters over to the table and again i was messing with her and one of the pastors in fact one of my good pastor friends looked at him, me and said i can't remember what exactly he said oh yes stop flirting with that girl and i said i'm not flirting with that girl i'm fixing to get that girl born again and then later on i remember i think brooke had called me from rama and i'd gone outside and I was out talking to her, and that pastor walked away, had walked out, and I said, just wait and see, and when I walked back in, there she was. This was late at night. She was in a section of the tables. Nobody was there. She was cleaning. I walked up to her, and guess what I had the opportunity to do? Lead her to Christ. Right there in Perkins, she got born again. How many of you could say that you would do something like that, or would you be intimidated by it? What if I hadn't done that? What if the next day, and I'm not speaking this over this young lady's, this young woman's life, but what if the next day she was killed in an accident? Do you know that what I did impacted her eternal destiny? And again, all the glory to God. It's not me. It's him through me. What I'm trying to get across is we need to be bold about our faith. We got to get bold about Jesus. We are just talking about how the Bible talks about a, a, an army coming across the Euphrates River, an army of 200 million people. And, and obviously, when the Bible was written, there weren't, I don't even know if there was 200 million people on the whole planet. Yet they're talking about an army, 
of 200 million. Well, guess who has an army of 200 million now? Chinese. And it said it would march across the Euphrates when it dried up. Guess what the Euphrates has done? Dried up. Are we living in the last days? Mortal enemies, Iran, it used to be known as Port Persia, and Russia hated each other. They just signed an economic pact with one another. Is that right, James? Everything is lining up with the Bible. What are we going to do about it? Sit in our hands and say, okay, Lord, I'm waiting for you to come so I can get out of here. I'm waiting for him to come too, and I'm thanking God when he comes, I am getting out of here. But in the meantime, I said in the meantime, I'm going to be about the master's use, I mean business. I'm going to be about his business, reaching others. Like uh, Brother John just said, living billboards. Let me show you how good my God is. Let me tell you what he's done for me in my life. Let me tell you where he brought me out of, what he brought me out of. Glory to God. We have Jesus. The only reason we're on this planet now as Christians is to share him with others. Eternity has to be on our minds. Because this life, like Brother John just said, he's coming to the end of his years. He could live maybe another 20, 30 years, maybe 40. But what is that? What is that? And the same thing holds true for me. I want to fulfill destiny. How about you? I want to reach every single person I've been called to reach. I'm trusting the Lord for greater boldness in my life to share Jesus. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand up. We're going to worship Him. We're going to welcome his presence in this place where people lift their voice to him and praise and adoration, where people are, are, are welcoming to the Holy Spirit. That's where he comes. That's where he shows up. I am believing right now in Jesus' name, something's happening in this church. Not just today's service, although it's happening in today's service. Something's happening in this church. I believe in a holy boldness is falling upon us. Holy boldness upon us. Ha, ha, ha. And glory to God, this place is going to be a place where the word is preached with, with accompanying signs and wonders. Miracles are going to be taking place. Shoulders are going to be healed. Stuff that whatever my daughter's dealing with, I can't stay in her. What, what Debbie's been diagnosed with, it has to go. It's a name. Debbie, did you hear that? It's a name. It must bow to the name. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing in her prison. Kevin, lay your hands on her from behind. Ron, lay your hands on her. Go ahead, lay your hands on her right now. We speak to that diabetes. It has to go now in Jesus' name. You have to leave her physical body in Jesus' name. Quicken her Holy Spirit. Right now, we believe that that life force, oh, glory to God, that life force is driving that junk of the enemy out. Right now, in Jesus' name. And we rejoice in you, Almighty God. We give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Are y'all ready? Let's worship the king. Go ahead. 
matter if you mess up during worship or you sing a bad note or you miss something. His presence doesn't just disappear. So as long as we just keep our focus on him, we don't pay attention to anything, any distractions. He's still right here with us. I thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place this morning. I thank you for the service that you have prepared for us today. together and worship you and praise you for your goodness, your mercy, your faithfulness, your holiness. I thank you that you never stop pouring out on us. And your kindness prevails through everything. Lord, I just pray this morning that 
kindness would just overwhelm everything in this room.
brought us from, Almighty God, to where you brought us to, Almighty God, and glory to God, where you're taking us. Our best days are before us, hallelujah. We believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. More of you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. Everybody say, I want more. Say it again. I want more. Say, I want more of you, Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. I want more of you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, I just sense somebody has something. Um, you got something? Okay. okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, give me a second to find Hallelujah. this. Hallelujah. Uh. I actually have to reference my Instagram, huh, of all things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Just trying to find a passage that I was reading in. There's a sweet presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. You know where he is, healing is, deliverance is, being blessed is, peace is, joy is, joy in the Holy Ghost. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when you're feeling weak, you don't think you can go on 
you got to remind yourself of this very scripture in the Bible. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I tell you, if you just start to laugh, even if it's just a ha-ha-ha, and there's not much feeling with it, keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. But see what happens. It's an act of faith that taps into the joy of the Lord that is actually in you. And you begin to yield to that, and it begins to just flow out of you. And pretty soon the devil doesn't like this. He's going to be, what you laughing at? And all you got to say is, I'm laughing at you. You are the one that's going to end up with a lake of fire. I'm going to heaven. Heaven is my home. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. I said, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Woo, hallelujah. Um, so I've been reading through Psalms. I just felt like the Lord um, wanted me to start. I kind of did it with the intention of I have my Passion Bible, and for anybody who has it, they start at Psalms do Proverbs, and then they go through the New Testament. So I've been reading through Psalms, and man, it has been so good for me. And um, for anybody who follows me on Instagram, I kind of posted a video about this. But um, Psalms uh, 23.6, I was reading this, and obviously this is David um, pouring out his heart to the Lord. And for anybody who has read Psalms, David kind of complains a lot. <laughs> He's like, God, where are you? Like, did you abandon me? But he always comes back and thanks God and comes back and says the right things. And um, so Psalms 23 verse 6 says, So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And I read that scripture and I felt like the Lord really wanted me to break that down into, okay, God, what is your goodness? What is your goodness to me? Because his goodness encompasses a lot, right? It encompasses his healing. I'm believing for that right now. It encompasses his financial prosperity. It encompasses his peace. It encompasses his love. I mean, you could put anything in there that it applies to the goodness of God. And that's ours, right? And it says it follows us. It pursues us all the days of our life. These are people, these are believers, people who are in righteousness, who are children of God. That is ours, right? And what does pursue mean? Pursue means, I looked that up, basically that he will take any measure necessary to get it to us. Hallelujah. Any measure necessary. And that just got me excited and I got reminded of it as we were singing that second song. My helper. <laughs> Stay right here. Demi. She might be a worship leader someday. Who knows? <laughs> but um, anyways. Can you go by Grammy, please? Emmy, come on. Gotta love two-year-olds. <laughs> Hallelujah. Goodness gracious. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I looked up the word pursue, and I, I just shared that. And it got me excited because I realized there is nothing that can stop God's goodness from getting to me. There is nothing that can stop God's healing to get, from getting to me. There's nothing that can stop God's prosperity from getting to me because that's mine. It's already been paid for. And so, like I said, when we were singing that song, the goodness of God, his goodness is running after us, running after us, chasing after us. And 
oh my goodness, that was just exactly what I needed this morning. I told my mom, I'm coming because I know I need to be in worship. But um, I just want you to be encouraged by that today. Whatever you are believing God for, whatever it is, nothing can stop that. The only thing that really can stop that is you. Come on. So you need to be in the word. You need to be confessing the word. You need to be aligning your words to what the word says. Amen. Because God has good things for us, better than you could ever imagine. I remember um, the other night I was putting Emmy to bed and um, we were listening to some worship or it was just like some soft music, kind of like what's playing right now. And um, I said, okay, we're going to pray. And I prayed for her and uh, we got done and she does her thing. My dad's shared. He goes, Jesus name, amen. And we both said that. And she hugged me and she said, I just really like you, mama. And so I went and I sat and I was rocking her a little bit. And I'm just sitting there, <laughs> you know. But I just started to think about how in that moment, I'm sitting there holding God's goodness to me. God's faithfulness to me. And I started thinking about my husband. And just, I had been believing so long for someone to love me the way that he does and that's good God's goodness and faithfulness to me and he'll do it again he is faithful to do his word to answer your prayers he is faithful so whatever you need today I just encourage you just dwell on this that he is chasing after you. He's chasing after you. He wants to give you what your heart's desire is. All he wants from you is your heart. All he wants from you is time spent with him. And it's so much better than anything else. It's so much better than watching your favorite TV show or reading a book or whatever. It's so much better to just spend that time with Jesus. So that's what I have. Hey guys, hey Sean. Something that has been impressed upon me is something I've been studying. Isaiah chapter six. Just to be a little preface, Isaiah was dealing with a lot of stuff in the land at that time. There was a plague. There was a drought. There was so many other things going on. And he went to God in prayer. And in this time he was in prayer, he saw the throne room in a vision. And he, not just a throne room, the throne room of God. And he was sitting before God and he saw the seraphim that were encircling the throne of God. And all their job was, was to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Over and over and over and over and over again. And something that I've been chewing on is, he heard one of the chief seraphim speak. And when he spoke, the very foundations of the temple began to shake. And he heard him say what he said. I don't know exactly what that is. I'll have to look at it. But he realized with that, that how unworthy he was before God. And it wasn't until the seraphim took a coal and touched it to his lips, he heard God speak. He heard God speak. And how much more when God spoke to him was it impressed to him about how his problems and the things that he was dealing with are completely minuscule. And that's really just kind of ties in with what Brooke was saying and how good God is. 
And I wanted to strive after the cherubim going around God, singing, holy, holy, holy is God Almighty. Just singing, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And how much more you can realize your problems that you're dealing with are minuscule and absolutely nothing in realizing that the Lord is on the throne and he has everything in his hand. And all you have to do is search after his goodness and his goodness will rain upon you just like the rain on the earth. Hallelujah. Well, this all ties in with what Rookie was saying. Uh, James 4, verse 8 in the Passion says, Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. And when we were singing, I just saw it was almost like Jesus was in the shadows, and his eyes were piercing, and he was just pacing like pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth and looking and looking and looking. And once we stepped over, he said, when you step into the hunger zone, he came running into this place uh -huh. because people, they're not just doing lip service to a song. You could sense the hunger in our hearts towards knowing him more. And it is this joy this jubilant jesus came running into this place you follow after him what does it say again you move your heart closer and closer to god and he will come even closer to you Amen. hallelujah praise the lord you remember that time when i was talking about how i'd always said you know you take a step towards god god takes a step towards you and right midstream god said that's not right going oh my goodness that's what I've been believing all this time and, and he said that's not what I do when you take a step towards me I come running to you I come running to you ties right in with that again hallelujah isn't he awesome I said isn't he awesome hallelujah there's such there's such a peace in knowing that even if we make mistakes, which we all do, even if we say things we shouldn't be saying, even if we realize after considering our ways that there have been areas of our lives where he does not have first place, that he doesn't turn his back on us, that he doesn't reject us. All it takes is a repentant heart are you hearing me you know what I mean by that you turn away from this world you fall you turn away from the distractions you turn away from that sin that so easily entangles you and you turn to him friends I'm telling you right now the love with which he loves you it's so great. It's so great. It's so great. He's always there for you. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter how far, far you think you've fallen. He's right there for you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. He's a good God. I said he's a good God.
Hallelujah. He's a good God. Oh, I, 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 I just thank God that his goodness follows after me. It chases, you know what, it, you know, the Bible says that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our, of our life. You know what we need to learn to do is just stop and let it run into us. Instead of doing things our own way, just stop and let it come all over us. Recognizing that's what God, you know, I, what it ends up coming down to, God, I can't do this on my own. I seen it the other day, last night, God, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this. I want to, I want to be the, the man of God you've destined for me to be. I want to be the minister of the gospel you've destined for me to be. I can't do it in and of myself. All I'm called to do is humble myself. I humble myself before you, almighty God. I humble myself under your mighty hand. I, I think I've heard me say this before, and it's the truth. I know there's some scenes in this movie that aren't necessarily the, you know, I fast forward through them if anybody wants to know, but my favorite movie is Braveheart has been there's something about that movie i remember i asked the lord why those kind of movies get to me because those people in those movies are passionate and that's how you are mm. hallelujah but in that movie if you've seen the movie there was a part where him and this girl got married and then all of a sudden, this, this, I don't remember the army of England or whoever it was, came and they ended up killing this girl. And he, uh, after they go through some, you know, fighting scenes and all that good stuff that I really liked. But anyway, but there was a, there was a part that he goes to the mother and the father of this girl. And he falls to his knees. And I see this sometimes. I see myself falling on my knees and he took in the movie he took him by the back of the hair the father did took him by the back of the hair and he really wanted to do something because his daughter was now dead but he didn't he didn't he just extended love to him that's what he does for me he loves me so much. He believes in Daniel Greenwald. Isn't that something? I'm I know, I, I, I've said this to you before. I don't know if this is a man thing. I, I don't think it is. I think it's a human being thing. It, we all need to know he loves us. That's number one. And part of that is knowing that he believes in us. He believes in us. He believes in you, Ryan. He believes in you, Brooke. He, he believes in you, Kelby and Megan. He believes in you, Vaughn. He believes in you, Melody. He believes in every one of you in this room. He believes in you. He believes in you. He believes in you. You are his child. And, and, and as we are yielded to him, he's doing some molding. We are the clay. He is the potter. He's doing the molding. He's in that process. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. But glory to God, how many know 
that the, at the end, how beautiful we're going to look when we're standing there before Jesus. We see him face to face. That's my Jesus. He's not dead. He is alive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You got something? So this goes right along with Brooke and everyone, actually. Um, you know, Jesus, left, it talks about Jesus leaving the 90 and 9 and going to find that one sheep, which is a pursuit. He's pursuing that sheep, which is what Brooke was talking about. But in my Bible, Psalm 23, he also leads. It says here, he opens before me the pathway of his pleasure and leads me along in the footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when that path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest darkness, I will fear no evil, for fear will never conquer me, for you already have. And I look down here, and here's what it says. It's common for sheep to make a trail on the hillside to circle their way up higher and higher. They eventually form a path that keeps leading them higher. This is what David was referring to here. Each step we take following our shepherd will lead us higher and higher, even though it may seem like we're going in circles. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it was funny yesterday. <laughs> As I was prepping, praying, seeking the Lord, studying, I sensed in my heart I wasn't going to get to my message. I can't. I I, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> Um, I can't express this to you enough. God is doing something in your pastor. My wife said something to me the other day, and I didn't even realize that she noticed things that have been going on in my life. Changes. You know, we always should be changing. Amen. Uh, but there's such a, um, a greater hunger in my life than ever before to know him I do want more of him I said I do want more of him so much and I say all of that to say this something is happening in this church I think the season for, for progression is, is hitting full, full throttle you know what I'm saying how I'm saying that I believe we're going to see some things start to, to manifest. Things that some of you have been with us for a long time. But we're going to start seeing these things manifest. I've been calling our church in. You know what? Our church building, I'll say that way. I've been calling our church building in. You know what's been happening on the other side? That church building's been calling for me. And you know what's happening because that church building's calling for me and I'm calling for it? The Lord of the Sabaoth 
is arranging a divine appointment. Ministering spirit, angels of God are bringing it to pass or causing it to come. I believe it. I said, I believe it. I, I, oh, glory to God, glory to God. You've heard me say this before, but it's the absolute truth. Truth, truth, new word, truth. Truth, it's the absolute truth that this church, Celebration of Life Church, is of strategic importance in these last days. You know one thing that we all have to fight through is the who am I mentality. Who am I, Lord? Who would, who would want to read one of my books? Who would want to listen to me preach? <laughs> glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. You got to get rid of that kind of thinking because that kind of thinking will keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Did you hear what I just said? The realization that has come to my heart and it's becoming stronger and stronger and more and more and more prevalent is it's not going to be me writing books. It's going to be him through me writing books. Did you hear what I just said? This is all about Jesus. And if the Lord has put that on my heart and I've had prophetic words spoken over me about that. I have it up on my, my, at my, where my office is. And I, I put these things down there for a reason. Or I put them on my, because I look at it. I look at it. Such as this statement, no more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. We serve a big God. So why don't, let's dream big. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you went to Florida. And you went down there to see, was it Rodney Brown, Howard Brown? You got something you want to share? I, 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 I sense you got something. Just let it out. Well, um, first of all, I want to say that it was awesome. Um, there's so much that we limit God with. Um, he has no limitations right. whatsoever and the anointing there. <laughs> so I always like get tears or whatever under the anointing, like just like right. they just come. It's not actual tears, but it's God. It's his presence. And down there's, there's an anointing of joy that's, <laughs> I mean, my abs hurt so bad from <laughs> laughing, like, and it was in the spirit. Like, right. I want to see this church it is. with that. Yes. Like, I want us to dig so much deeper because there's so much more. Amen. So much more. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You know, that's so true. That's so true. If a church thirsts after these things, hungers after these things, God's going to show up. I've said this before and it bears repeating, the devil's in the business of trying to get us to enjoy something or experience something that makes you feel good, drugs, for instance. And then all of a sudden, it, 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 when you take drugs, they feel good. Why else does a person get addicted to them? 
And, and But with drugs, it never goes this way. It always goes this way. Because, see, that's the way the devil is. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But with God. Everybody say, but with God. It's always this way. Up higher, higher, higher. See, I, I, I sometimes think that so many in the church, especially the churches of the frozen chosen, they need to get a revelation of what it's going to be like for them when they are raptured, when they do get to heaven. Do you think people are going to sit around on their hands hoping that something's going to happen? Or just sit around and just, you know, complain and grumble? Or do you think when we get to heaven, there's going to be some rejoicing going on? There's going to be some shouting going on. There's going to be some laughing. I tell you what, why can't we bring heaven down? Because see, heaven's my home. That's what my, that's in my future. But I, I, God wants me to have it right now. You know, God created this earth for us. He put us on this planet. Everything on this earth is for you and me. People who laugh at comedians telling dirty jokes, and I've been one, I have to admit it. Not, I don't do it now, don't get me wrong. My favorite comedian, what's his name? Tim Hawkins. If you've never heard Tim Hawkins, man, that man make me laugh. But anyway, but the point I'm trying to get, in, get, get at is laughter literally is from God. Did you hear what I just said? Laughter is from God. And the Bible actually tells us laughter doeth good like a medicine <laughs> see that's a, it seems for a lot of people that are going well, that's not what that means that's just saying that you know pray it's just saying something but that's not what it means i take god at his word i believe that i can laugh my way into healing i they've got they've got scientific proof of that working there's one guy one time when i don't remember the exact time i mean where, where it was or how long ago it was but it had to been not too long ago because a man said he was dealing with something. I think it was diagnosed with cancer or something. He said, you just bring me a TV and put in some Three Stooges. Uh, this is the truth. He watched the Three Stooges, laughed during the Three Stooges to the point he was healed. Are you hearing what I just said? Laughing is okay. Ha, ha, ha. You got to learn to laugh at the devil. Ha, ha, ha. See, I've been in services like what Ronnie's talking about. And I said all that I just said to say this. God's not in the business of teasing us. God's in the business of taking us up higher. And if I truly believe that he's pouring his spirit out in the church, through the church, unlike any other time in the history of man, then glory to God, I'm expecting to have those kind of services in here. It might throw people for a loop. The religious thinking, well, that's not the way God would want us to be. Look at the children of Israel. They tore their robes. They threw dirt in the air. They gnashed their teeth. Those were God's chosen people. David danced in his underwear. 
I'm going to repeat that one because I don't think people really catch it. David danced in his underwear. That's how much he was rejoicing in the Lord. Now, if I came in here, stop, let's stop. Pictures in people's minds. Wash it away with the water of the word. <laughs> but the point being is this. If David could rejoice in the Lord way back then and he wasn't even born again, how much more should we be rejoicing in the Lord right now as born again children of the Most High God? I, my spirit, my spirit is alive. Oh, hallelujah. See, that's something else that God's really been showing me. I got Zoe in me. Zoe is all in me. People are like, oh, what does that mean? What's that? Zoe's in him. That's the life of God. It's in me. It's in you. I said it's in you. It's in you. It's in me. It's in all Christians. Glory to God. Hi, Emmy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Life of God. Everybody say, I've got the life of God in me. Think about it. Is there anything, anything, absolutely anything, absolutely anything that can stand against the life of God, that can cause the life of God to begin to diminish, to begin to be put out? Nothing. There's nothing. And, and, and it's in you. And it's in me. I don't know how many times I say this now, and you heard me as I pray, because this is the revelation God's has really given me. Holy Ghost is in us. Holy Spirit is in us. Holy Spirit is in us. And the Bible says one of the reasons he's in us is to quicken. That word means bring life to our mortal bodies. Our mortal bodies. Our death-doomed bodies. The Spirit of the living God will quicken, bring life to our mortal body. He's the one that created our bodies. He's the one that made our bodies. That's why people, back in the days of Azusa Street and, and, and on up through there, we've seen it, the most incredible miracles and signs and wonders being done. Arms growing out. Oh, Pastor Dan, that could never happen. Really? Because it's happened. Documented. Back there in Azusa Street happened things like that happened god is not in the teasing business if it happened back then in fact we can take it all the way back to the times of jesus when he walked the earth it talks about him doing extraordinary miracles it talks about the apostle Paul doing extraordinary miracles that's talking about things where people came with arms torn off legs missing whatever the case is and they came into contact with jesus and those legs grew out I've heard of a prophecy how many have heard of the angels going up and the angels coming down the angels going up and the angels coming down well I've heard a lot of times what the angels are carrying down our limbs our body parts our new hearts new shoulders new livers new kidneys coming down and what is God doing? God is saying, I, I'm the healer and I'm the creator. I created your body. Do you not think that I can now 
create a new arm that's been torn off? Do you think that that's going to take me aback? It's going to knock me off my throne? The life of the Holy Spirit is in you and me right now. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. I got Zoe in me. People can, can look and say, what's up with you? I got Zoe in me. What? I got Zoe in me. And they're going, what's he talking about? I said, I got the life of God in me. God's life is in my spirit. I am alive under God. His eternal Zoe life is now in me. Mm. Woo, glory to God. I'm getting happy now. I said, I'm getting happy now. You should be getting happy out there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If anything of the enemy tries to come against you, I want you to start doing this. Uh-uh, devil. Uh-uh, devil. You got to get persnickety with it. Back up. Back up. You're messing with the wrong person. I'm a child of God. You're under my feet. I'm going to stomp all over your head. I'm going to let you know and remind you of where you're going. And I'm going to remind you where I'm going. But in the meantime, I got business to do. I got destiny to fulfill. And I know my God, the Holy Ghost, is quickening my mortal body. I'm going to fulfill my destiny. Hallelujah. And I just want to add, heaven is my home, by the way. Eternal bliss is mine. The streets are a pure gold where I'm going. You? You're going to burn, burn, burn. You're going to go down. Oh, I don't know how that song went. Burning ring of fire. When well, ain't no ring, it's a big lake. Amen. Why do we let the devil tell us how we're supposed to feel? Why do we let the devil uh, uh, come along and tell us, well, it's cancer. It, it, it's diabetes. It's uh, something to do with your gallbladder. And all of this junk, the enemy tried, you know what he's trying to do? Is to let go of God and hold on to fear, grab on to fear. Give up on the things of God, the ways of God, what the word says, and grab on to, well, you know, you know. The statistics tell us that 99% of the people who will get this die, end up dying. Well, let me just throw this in for free right now. I'm of the 1% that don't die because, see, I got the Holy Ghost living in me. I got the life of God in me. I'm, oh, glory to God. This should be getting you excited. Something of the enemy tries to get on you. You need to come against it with the truth of the word of God. You need to come against it with the sword of the spirit. You need to come against it with the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to stir up the life of God that's in you. Woo, glory to God. I feel like running a marathon. I wouldn't go very far. But anyway, <laughs> hallelujah, God is good. Whew. Next week, I'm speaking this, I'm prophesying this. Next week, there's going to be an important message given out. And then the following week, you're going to, you're going to oh, hallelujah. Changes, changes are going to happen in this church. Now, let me just throw this in for free. Changes are going to be happening in your lives. I don't think I've ever had a time where God asked me a question where it just exploded in my heart. It just, boom. you ever had one of those moments? Boom. You just had contact with God. But God doesn't ask us questions because he doesn't know the answer.
God asks us questions so that we see the answer for ourselves. We get the answer for ourselves from him for that question. Am I making sense? It's the truth of the matter. God knew I needed to hear that question. I know you're like, come on, tell me, Pastor Dan. Come next week. You're right now, you're seeing the high, what is those? You're having a trailer for next week. I'm believing God that what he's, at, the question he asked me, and what I'm going to share with you, if heeded, do you hear that? If heeded, in other words, you hear it, you receive it, and then you do it, will change your life forever. Change your life forever. Change your life forever. Hallelujah. How many are ready to have your life changed? I am. I, I am. I, and and, and let, I understand this is something we got to grab onto too. With God, God is a God of revelations. It doesn't all of a sudden, He just doesn't dump everything He is and all His ways into our hearts right away. It's a process, it's a, it's a journey we're on. I just got to a place in my journey after all these years of serving him, over 30 years now in the ministry. And now all of a sudden, it's like, why didn't you ask me that question earlier? <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Did you hear what I just said? It takes pressing into him with all you are. To going after him with all you are. You know what you need to be doing? Davy's a great example. Their son, Davy. He has been uh, um, really pressing into God lately. He works for Ups. And he drives around and they'll send him out into the mountains delivering stuff. But what he says he does now is he puts on podcasts of the previous messages. And he listens to uh, Jerry Savelle. And he listens to other ministers of the gospel. He's feeding on the gospel. Feeding on the word of God. And man, I tell you, you could sense it in him, his life. There's a change happening in his life. And it jumped off of him onto his wife. And then all of a sudden, they're coming in and talking to us about it. And sharing things with us about it. They've been sharing with James and Riley about it. And glory to God. I, I see what, that's a spark in the church that's bringing fire to the church. Because when the fire comes, glory to God, it isn't going to be just for one of us. It's going to be for all of us changes in the air hallelujah and this isn't a bad change this is a holy ghost change and it's going to change us ooh, into the image of jesus from one degree of glory to the next see i am convinced the church in the last days is going to get such a revelation of him that the miracles and signs and wonders are going to be bursting out all over the place. Let me tell you about my God. Now let me show you about my God. I see that you're in that wheelchair. God just spoke to me and told me to grab you by the hand and lift you up. So right now, rise in Jesus' name. Again. You're being led by the Spirit to do something like that. But the bottom line is this. Do you expect God to do it through you? Because if you don't, you need to start stirring yourself up. And you got to start saying, okay, God, 
it's not me that's going to do it. I couldn't heal. What does it say? Brother Hagin, you said I couldn't heal the wing on a, gnats, on a gnat. I couldn't. Do, I, I'm, in other words, he's not the healer. Jesus is the healer. But the same Jesus who healed back then is the same Jesus who's healing today. Amen, Riley. <laughs> Glory to God. So next week, everybody say next week. We're going to change. Amen. For, in a good way. Amen. So in other words, oh, we've got to take up our tithes and offerings. Hallelujah. We get, we're, we're honored to take up our tithes and offerings. But please, listen, next week, I want, will you do me a favor? Everybody, I'm looking at everybody. Everybody looking at me. Everybody looking at me. I want you to be praying for your pastor. You can ask her. Yesterday, I don't, I mean, I, I, this hasn't happened to me and since way back when, when we first started the church. Man, I was feeling nervous. Was, I, and, and I'm not talking about like in fear nervous. I'm talking like in fixing to go play football nerves. See, in football, you, uh, if you ever, you know, went up and you had a good football team or whatever, you get like what they call butterflies in your stomach. And then after you hit the, the person for the first time, butterflies go flying away. Well, when you get those butterflies in your belly, sometimes when you stand up and start to preach, butterflies go flying away. I was sensing that, wasn't I? And so, listen, please pray for us. Pray for your pastors. I, I believe it. Without a shadow of a doubt, this message will change us. will change you. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I want to sit here and start preaching right now. I, I guarantee you some of you would stay too, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. Glory to God. It blesses me to no end to see the younger people getting on fire. See Matt Man on fire back there. So see Gabe and Maddie on fire. See Brooke and Casey on fire. See James and Riley on fire. See Davey and Kirsten on fire. See that young man back there in that corner on fire. Hallelujah. Brendan is on fire. Glory to God for Jesus. And this couple right here. I don't, and this is not, we don't say, I don't say this to give them a big head. I'm saying this because they practice what they preach, what they share. This, this right here, this, this couple was our biggest givers last year. Glory, Glory to God. And, 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 and what he's telling me, he's going, this is what he's telling me. He's going, well, see, a hundred times that would be $2 million. And then a thousand times that would be $200 million. I'm thinking, okay, glory to God. I like the way that sounds. I had another person say to me recently, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be writing this church a check. I said, glory to God, that's awesome. A big check. I said, oh, okay, good, good, good. She, and, and it was a she. <laughs> and she said to me, I, I, I don't think you're getting it, Pastor Dan. A big check. See, all y'all should be going, glory to God. Hallelujah. Should be our hearts. I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get our church building. It's going to come in. It's going to be debt free. It's going to be renovated. Everything's going to be debt free. Hallelujah. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. I don't have to know how. I don't know how. I have to know how. I just know my God's coming through for me. Coming through for us.
Mm. Can you say, can you repeat that one more time? How much was it? No more small thinking. And then what else happened? It was completely. No more limited dreaming. See, I get excited about that. See, that's my God. I said, that's my God. I said, that's my God. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, self, those people down there, uh, 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 Rodney Howard Brown, he's been all over the world, blah, blah, blah. He's, at Oregon. he's, he's got his name out there. So, he, of course, people are going to help support him. And who are you? Daniel Greenwald. Who are you? Who is, how is people going to find out about you? Let me tell you a little secret how they're going to find out about me. His name is Jesus, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will move on somebody, and somebody going to come on up, they're going to tap on somebody. I want you to write that check for 10 million now. I was just going to be for 1 million. I want you to write it for 10 million now. But but God. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of zeros there. That's a lot of money. I want you to write that check for 10 million dollars and I want you to write it to Celebration of Life Church. Celebration of I've never even heard of that church. It's in Belgrade, Montana. And I want you to send that check to them because they're believing me for it right now. Oh, glory to God. I just got myself happy. God is more than capable of doing this. Here's the thing, and I'll stop with this. Keysmore tells the story. A gentleman, another pastor, a ministry friend called. And the ministry friend called because he was facing financial issues. He did not call asking for money. He simply wanted Brother Keith to pray with him, which is what he did. But when Brother Keith got off the phone, knowing his heart the way he is, he said, God, do you want me to do that? You want me to pay that? And God spoke to his heart and says, no, I don't want you to do that. I'm dealing with some other folks to do it for him. Well, about six months later, God came back, tapped Brother Keith on the shoulder and said, I want you to write it, cut a check to that minister for that amount of money. And Brother Keith said, Lord, you told me, you told me that you were dealing with other people to, to, to pay for that. And, brother, and God spoke to, to Brother Keith. He says, I know. They, they didn't obey. They didn't obey. So I'm asking you to. And Brother Keith said that it was, it was a pretty significant amount of money. He paid for it. He said he hardly had any money left in his account, but he, he obeyed the Lord. Helped minister, that minister, glory to God. But he said all of a sudden, it was like the windows of heaven were open to him and his ministry. And the monies just started to pour in. Because of his obedience. Will you be a tapper? Well, no, it's not right. Will you be someone God taps on the shoulder and say, yes, Lord? Or will you be someone God taps on the shoulder and say, says, I can't afford that, God. I can't do that. I, maybe, maybe when my ship comes in. Well, guess what? Your ship will never come in. I said, your ship will never come in. It's called sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. You sow 
then you reap what we're fixing to do. Are you listening? Some people think that when a minister says things like this, oh, they're just trying to take my money. Again, please, if that's your mentality, don't give. I trust Almighty God. He's my source. I said, He's my source. And I don't care how it happens. It doesn't matter where it comes from. I don't care if a man shows up from Michigan. Where's that guy from? Pennsylvania. This man owns a clothing business. He lives in the check came. It's from Clarion, Pennsylvania. It's Clarion is right close to Sligo, Pennsylvania, where my dad's parents lived. Sligo, Pennsylvania, population two. That was more than that. Very small, itty bitty place. Now get this. My grandparents on my dad's sides, their names were Greenwald. His mom's name is Greenwald, spelled exactly the same way. Now, I don't know about you, but see, God does things like that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised that if that woman and my grandfather are related somehow. Do it however he wants to do it. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. His goodness is overtaking me. Hallelujah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all my days. How many expect that in your life today? Hallelujah. Hold your offerings up and let's pray. Oh, do you need an offering envelope, please? Offering envelopes. Hallelujah. One way in the back. One over there, one over there, one over there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Will you come up here, my wife? Oh, you got to write it out? Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everybody going to be back next Sunday, right? It will so bless you. I, I'm, I know it's going to because it so blessed me. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. The next two weeks, we need to be praying big time. Should be praying anyways, but be really believing God for next Sunday and then the Sunday afterwards. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's hold our offerings up and let's pray. Father, we thank you now for this opportunity to obey your word, to do what's written in the word to do. We bring our tithes and our offerings into this holy place, this storehouse of yours. Father, you said in your word that we can now prove you now in this, that you're going to open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing upon us, there's not enough room to contain it all. Again, Father God, I firmly believe that's your heart, your will for us, to be so blessed so that we can be a blessing. Father, you also go on to say you rebuke the devourer for our sake. Glory to God. Enemy, devil, we bind you off of the finances of these people now. We bind you off of the finances of my family now. In Jesus' name. We bind you off of the finances of this church. In Jesus' name. And Father God, we do loose the ministering spirits now to go forth and cause that harvest to come in. They're empowered with our faith. Bring it in. We're calling it in. Everybody say, I'm calling my harvest in. Say it again. I'm calling my harvest in. Ooh, God's going to arrange that divine appointment. 
We thank you for it, Lord. We are blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, so, so on that, actually, I think it's really cool what Pastor said about our giving report. Um, but to be keeping it honestly real with you guys, you know, we sold our house the two years ago, almost a year and a half, a year ago. And, you know, so we got the money from that and the things like that. And I'll be honest, like, we don't have, we do not have any of that left, actually. Um, we sowed seed, we a card, we did our whole remodel, you know, for mom's apartment and stuff. Um, and it does, it tries to get on you of like, oh my gosh, like where'd this money go? Why, why don't we have any of it anymore? Like what is happening? Thinking, and honestly, the enemy does. He tries to get on you to be like, oh my gosh, you can't be good stewards of God's money. You can't do this. You can't do that. Well, seeing our report just made us see how much of it, honestly, we were, we were giving out and we, we knew it. We knew it in our hearts um, that the seed and stuff we were doing with it and, and what we were doing with our finances was not wrong or bad or anything in the means. Um, but in that note too, he just continued to provide for us and he's done it year after year after year. Um, I don't know if some of you have heard my testimonies year after year after year. Kelby goes on unemployment with his job because um, he works concrete and you can't pour concrete in 40 degree weather or 40 below weather and when there's snow on the ground and stuff like that. Um, and if you've ever been on unemployment, that check is not equal at all by any means. Doesn't even come close to what the check actually is that you'd get for working. But year after year, month after month, day after day, we always have our bills paid. We always have food on our table. We're always able to give, sow seed, um, and continue tithing. And he's never, ever, 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 ever let us down. And so as a, that encouragement to others, um, to everyone here, people listening, you know, keep doing it because it works. Um, and he's going to continue uh, taking us overboard taking us higher and higher and higher because we do get to be the people um, that provide finances for Celebration of Life Church. You know, 2 Corinthians says that it is a ministry to provide finances, to provide the things that are lacking for God's people and for God's kingdom. Um, and that's for every person. It's not just Kelby and I. We've claimed it for our ministry. Um, he put it on our hearts that that's what we're going to do, but it's for everybody. Um, and so I just want to say, keep doing it because the word works. Because even as our money went down, it didn't go anywhere. It's going into the kingdom of heaven um, to do great things. And it's, it's awesome. And so I just want to encourage you um, to just keep doing God's word because it's great. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, the thing about it is um, a lot of what she's talking about there, I'm going to be ministering next week. So there you go. Uh, you just need to be here. Please plan on being here. Listen, church, you guys are loved, greatly loved by us, your pastors. Thank you, Gail, for coming and being a part of this church. I don't know. For some reason, I just need to really emphasize that to you. I want you to know that we love you. We believe in you. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, she's starting to cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Josie, we love you. We love you very much. Thank you for being a part of this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love all of you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. You blessed me coming here. 
Thank you. You haven't missed in how many weeks? You've been gone. You haven't missed in a, in a long time. Hallelujah. Thank you. You you bring great joy to this pastor. You're going to grow up knowing Jesus. And you're going to be a bit a blessing to your family. You wait and see. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you again. God bless you for coming out. Um, isn't God good? Wasn't that good? Well, I tell you what, to have my daughter get up and share what she shared. Hallelujah. It blesses me. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray a special blessing over these folks now. I bless their families and themselves. I bless their bank accounts. I bless their homes. I bless their finances. I bless their jobs, their businesses. I call this church blessed now. We are a blessing going somewhere to happen. And I give you praise and I give you glory for it now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you.